So we want to make sure that we give people their space while also providing them with great networking opportunities and social events. We're here for, for the students. We're here for the people. Welcome to another edition of The Cusp Show, the Columbia University Sports Podcast, where we talk about the business of sports and innovation, lifestyle, media, all different kinds of things. Um, we're now in our fifth season. I'm Joe Favorito, along with our co-host, Tom Richardson. But actually, we're going to change it up and talk to some of our innovative students, ones who are in the program for this edition. And my co-host is Ben Walsh, one of our students. Ben, welcome the front side of the the cusp show. You've been on the back side for a while, so glad glad to be here with you, Joe. Yes, usually I uh, sit back and listen and take notes and uh, dream of what it would be like to be speaking alongside you. And today I finally get that opportunity. So thanks for inviting me aboard. And we're going to talk some smack today. How funny is that? So, um, you know, Ben, um, as you've listened to a lot of them over the years, um, especially since you've come to the program, we've had a lot of different people on. We've never had a comedian on. Well, I'm not sure who that is. Are you talking about Carolyn or are we talking about Emilio here? Well, we're going to find out in a couple minutes, I think. But, uh, you know, at least someone who's done some stand-up. We've never had, like, we've tried to get Seinfeld on. Hasn't happened yet. Maybe somewhere down the road we'll talk about the Mets with Jerry. But, um, but we do have someone who's actually done some stand-up. Um, our two guests are... And I mentioned Smack, but they will talk about, uh, we're going to talk about our student clubs, one of which was founded, I think, two or three years ago. It is Smack. Um, but the president and the vice president are joining us. They're going to tell us a little bit about their background, what Smack does, not just for our students, but in the community, um, and kind of their experience with the program. So Carolyn Suna, Emilio Gelati, welcome. Gladi, excuse me. Welcome to the Cusp Show. Really happy to be here, Joe. Thank you. Cool. Thanks for having us. I'm excited to be here. Cool. Yeah, I feel like you're setting your listeners up for disappointment now by telling them I'm a comedian. We do. Uh, Actually, you know what? Having worked in, in communications, as you know, Carolyn, since uh, you've taken the class, um, over-promise, under-deliver is actually the opposite of what we do, but we're going to kind of build that up. So, Carolyn, mm-hmm. get us started. Tell us a little bit about you. Sure. Well, I... Don't leave, by the way, don't leave out the comedy. So, no. Well, I, I guess I'll start with the comedy. Uh, when I I lived in Boston for four years prior to returning to grad school, and while in Boston, I was you know a stranger in a new city, and I needed to make some friends because I was spending most of my weekends alone watching sports or watching RuPaul's Drag Race and improv comedy seemed like the best way to do that. So I signed myself up for improv classes at a local theater called Improv Boston. And as they say, improv is a cult. And I drank the Kool-Aid right up, uh, became very much addicted to the high and the rush and the camaraderie that improv brings. I really like to say improv is the best team sport I've ever been a part of partially because it's the only one I've ever been good at. Um, I was a horrible athlete growing up. uh, So ironic, I'm going into sports. But uh, during my time doing improv, I 
was cast on a resident cast at Improv Boston, a Herald Knight team called Mesa. I performed with them for two seasons. I was the captain of an independent team called Wham Bam Thank You Fam. Uh, that was with me and my friends from classes. And of course, the name is inspired by the David Bowie lyric uh, from, oh my God, why am I blank? Suffragette City. And we always came out to that part of the song, um, to where it says it, and that was always fun. Uh, a non-binary improv troupe, because I am a non-binary person, called Non-Binary, uh, which was non-binary people and their bays. <laughs> I coached uh, two indie teams. And like Joe said earlier, I did stand up very briefly for about a year. And, and the sports angle, maybe you could kind of slide that in a little bit. So. Oh, yeah. I majored in sports marketing at Indiana University. There we I, yes. Yeah. I grew up playing sports. Uh, like I said, was really bad at them. My dream was to go on and play in the WNBA, but I always heard that you had to be a minimum of 5'3 to play, or I don't know how I got that idea. It just stuck in my head that I had to be a minimum of 5'3. I'm 5'1 and a half, so... I knew I could never achieve that dream, um, especially with my current height uh, being less than point guard height and my stature being Shaq body-esque. So it was either stretch yourself or get into sports management. Exactly. Good choice. Uh, and welcoming. And you began in the program in September, correct? Yes, in this past September. Cool. Emilio, you're up. Tell us your story. Sure. Yeah. I also, uh, with Carolyn, began the program in September, uh, but I've been in this university for a few years before that. Graduated from undergrad last May. Um, and I've been, I mean, I've lived in New York my entire life and, and ever really since I was born, sports and soccer specifically have been a huge part of my life. Um, for as long as I can remember, there's been a ball or a jersey nearby. And, and I mean, part of it is, is my dad's been involved in the professional game for over 35 years. So that always helps, uh, but also just my natural love of, of the game, both home and abroad. And and that's I mean, that's that's the goal here to in this program to come out of it and go into professional soccer and hopefully one day watch the, the U.S. team win the World Cup. Uh, and that'd be that'd be fun. To, and and I, unlike Carolyn, I don't uh, don't partake in comedy. Uh, the closest I'll come is to watch funny movies, <laughs> which I do love to do. Um, but I'm nowhere near as funny as funny as Carolyn, and you can see that in any of our group chats and classes. Lots of jokes, but uh, yeah, that's me, born and raised New Yorker to uh, two immigrants, one from Mexico, one from India. Really, really crazy mix, but uh, happy to be here, and uh, that's me. Um, what'd you major in? I majored in political science and business management. Hmm. And uh, what's your experience been like uh, for the first semester of uh, hybrid mixed class? I was really happy that in the first semester, I got to take at least two classes hybrid, which was really great because um, Zoom fatigue is real. And that is, it does get annoying, but uh, you know, li like everyone else, there were definitely challenges with, with everything going on in the world. And, and but we, we had to make the best of it. And I really enjoyed the semester. I got to meet a lot of great people, including some of them on the call here. Um, and, and it's been so far so good. And and this semester also starting starting off really well, and I'm excited to keep going. Cool. Well, ben, what the hell yeah. are you doing? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Oh, about my background. Uh, well, when I'm not sitting in, in producing podcasts every Friday for you and Tom, 
Uh, I've been spending my time, obviously, uh, just like Carolyn and Emilio. Um, we all entered in September, so a lot of time spent uh, with classes. And then as somebody that's uh, looking to do a bit of a career transition out of uh, my past experience as a, a history teacher and a soccer coach and youth sports administrator at the high school level, um, I'm spending as much time as I can exploring what's out there. Um, so whether that's, you know, being a part of the pod or having conversations with folks or um, trying to dig into my current internship uh, at Collegiate Sports Management Group, uh, you know, doing my best to, to balance all those different things and uh, try to get a feel for where I want to head and what I want to do next. Um, and I, I have to say that that having folks in the program like Emilio and Carolyn has been has been great. You know, it's a nice combination of, of kids who are coming from all different backgrounds, different ages, uh, mm -hmm. different interests. Obviously, sports uh, is, is quite common there. Um, but it's exciting to have so many different different viewpoints and opinions on uh, different topics and people looking to head in different directions. So um, if you wouldn't mind, I, I say we, we transition here a little bit and talk about uh, SMAC and what is going mm -hmm. on with SMAC this year. Um, so just to kick it off, Carolyn and Emilio, what drove you and inspired you to pursue one of these positions? And let, let's hear about it. Yeah, that's a great question, Ben. So I, in undergrad, I was the general manager of my college radio station. Uh, so I have prior leading experience in a student organization, but I've always been drawn to communities. Uh, so improv, sports, radio station, all of those organizations had their own little built-in community. And throughout our time in SMAC, I think that's what we've been trying to do is build our own community in the program. So I wanted to become president of the organization in order, in order to further facilitate the growth and development of our cohort community, especially during such a difficult time uh, for everybody being separated on Zoom, uh, not being able to be together in the pandemic. Yeah, for me, part part of it's the same reason. You know, it's tough in the in the pandemic to see people, and especially when you're meeting new people. And and a lot of the, a lot of people last semester, especially, didn't come to campus at all. And and it's tough to get to know people that way. And and I immediately wanted to join the club. And then you know, one of the one of the members of the club from the older cohort, Clemens, persuaded me to run for a position, which I honestly at the beginning didn't even wasn't even thinking about. And uh, it been a great decision love love everyone on eboard it's been fun working on a whole variety of different events and projects and uh looking forward to the future of it so a question for the three of you guys um the value of networking things that you picked up and emilio you can even talk about maybe undergrad and, and using the experience that you've had in and around international soccer um ben your teaching skills carolyn obviously everything that you've done around business, um, the value of networking, things that you've picked up that you weren't aware of, uh, and also some of the people that you've come across just in your time around the program that have really kind of helped you grow, whether you are a member of 
our community at Columbia or just trying to get involved in sports business in general? Caroline. Yeah, I would say uh, in terms of the networking bit, um, you know, it all starts with getting to know the people in the program. Um, and that's a big part of, you know, and, uh, why I'm so appreciative of the work that Carolyn and Emilio are doing. Um, you know, it's first of all, getting to know the folks that, that we're working and, and learning aside. Um, and the next level to that it has been getting to know the professors and getting to know the administrators in the program. Um, you know, we all know that, that when you apply to be a part of the Columbia community, it's not just for the year and a half that you're there, but it's, it's for life. Um, and so a lot of the time and, and effort that I've put in has been establishing that base first and foremost. Um, and then from there, building off of it. Um, I mentioned that I'm working with Collegiate Sports Management Group uh, this term. That was all inspired by listening to Ray Katz, who's, who uh, is the professor for the sports media course at Columbia, present during our esports workshop. And through there, I gained an interest uh, in, in learning a little bit more about the esports workshop, reached out to him. Um, and long story short, now I have an opportunity to, to explore that world. So it's definitely a different situation. It's harder to get to know people when you're not, you know, around them every day. Uh, but I'd say that, you know, one of the positives of this whole pandemic situation is that, you know, it's made me personally a lot more comfortable with reaching out to people, even if I've never met them, even if we're half a continent away. Um, there's something that's a little bit more natural about it now so that, you know, when we do return to physical form and are able to network in the ways that are more human and more natural, uh, it will be more easy to do so in, in, in many different ways. Cool. Carolyn? Yeah, I am admittedly not the best at networking. Um, it's been one of my weaknesses prior to the program. Uh, but it's something I'm striving to get better at. And I think with your class last semester, Joe, we had amazing guest speakers every week who were teaching us something different about the field of communications and PR, which is a field I'm interested in. So learning more and reaching out to them and remembering to send them a thank you note is extremely important to anybody that comes into your classroom. But also like Ben was saying, just getting to know your professors because they're the ones that are going to provide you with recommendations when you get out into the industry. But something else I've been doing on top of school and uh, being the president of SMAC is working for the Career Design Lab, uh, helping put together our newsletter every week. So Bess uh, Brodsky, who's our one of our career development coaches sends me updates on all of the alumni to ask them to, you know, fill out a form to see if they want to be featured in our newsletter. So I get to reach out to those alumni on LinkedIn and, you know, say congratulations about your new position. Uh, please fill out this form. And if one of those alumni have a position that interests me, we already have a connection because we're both Columbia you know, connected. So I can work that connection, say, you know, I'm actually interested in this field. Do you mind if we sit down and have an informational interview? Mm -hmm. And I did that last week with Joe, actually one of your former students, Kelly Carroll. Mm -hmm. uh, and we talked for about, I don't know, like 45 minutes last Friday night, just about 
her new position at Dream. And that was just a really good, easy way to connect with somebody through that mutual Columbia connection. Cool. It's great to know that Kelly got a new job because I know uh, she'd gotten let go of Manhattan during the pandemic. Emilio, talk a little bit about your, your dad is, uh, Sunil, is one of the most respected executives for a long, long time, in addition to teaching at Columbia in soccer. Um, I'm sure you've seen either firsthand or at a distance um, the value of networking and the people that you get to meet. How have you been able to grow that both as an undergraduate and now in the grad program? And, and what lessons have you learned? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I've seen, you know, through be, watching his career unfold, how, how easy, I mean, in the sports industry and in the industry we've chosen, it's a small world. A lot of people know a lot of people and especially in soccer where, where it's, I mean, it's global. So everybody knows everybody and what you're up to and what you've done and who, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's been really interesting to watch my dad's career, as you mentioned. Um, and at the same time, kind of also ex exploit some of his connections in a way, you know, for me personally, for internships or just to, you know, to know people and, and so far it's been beneficial in some cases and some, you know, it, it depends on the person really. And, and I, if anything, I've learned that the small things, or what really matter, you know, as Carolyn mentioned, thank you notes at the end of a panel or a phone call or something like that is something that maybe in the immediate future won't, you know, won't be big, but in a few years when you're looking for a job at where they work or a letter of recommendation or 10 other things, they'll remember that. And I think that's something that I've noticed firsthand with, with people that uh, have asked my dad for letters of recommendation from him or other favors or from contacts of his that have done the same thing. And, and, and the other thing that I have kind of learned is that your network can never really be too big, you know, get meet as many people as you possibly can from all walks of life, even in industries or places that you never see yourself or, you know, seeing my daddy knows people obviously in sports, but in politics, in medicine, in you name it, he probably knows somebody. And, it, and along the way it's, it's helped whether it's to get medical appointments for my grandmother at some point or to, I don't know, call in a favor for somebody, it, you know, it helps to have a lot of this network and, and it's, I take as much as I can from his network, but at the same time, want to forge my own network. And, and, and I think that's, that's the way and a program like this is perfect for that. Cool. For, so just a word to the wise, we've talked a little bit about exploitation, but I think it's a, a, a two way street. It's what you can also bring to people, which I think is incredibly valuable. Um, before we talk about, uh, and Ben, maybe you can, uh, lead your classmates in this, talking about what SMAC is doing. We're here at the beginning or the middle of January um, for the semester and where you all think it will go. Uh, Emilio, I want to ask you one more question about the bigger picture, because you touched about this on this. What about the bigger Columbia network? I mean, you, I'm sure it's amazing when you walk across campus and someone will say, oh, you see that person over there? Oh, he was a finalist for the Nobel Prize for Medicine or uh, I'll tell you guys a really funny story. I was, we did our conference two years ago in front of uh, the J School, which is the Pulitzer building. And there was a, a, a girl and her mother walked by and, and the girl pointed to the statue of Joseph Pulitzer and said, oh yeah, that's the guy that the prize is named after. So um, um, how much have you found a value now that you're, you've obviously been around in sports, but just the general, the value of the general Columbia community outside of sports that can bring you opportunity that you may not be able to get somewhere else. 
Yeah, no, I mean, even from the first day I walked on campus to, to start classes in undergrad, I mean, you can just the amount of different people around both, you know, whether it's ethnicities and where they are in the globe mm-hmm. is incredible. And also, I mean, if you look at Columbia's past, right, there's a lot, whether it's past presidents or generals or Nobel Prize winners. Alexander Hamilton. We start yeah, with exactly. Him. Alexander Hamilton, you know, John Jay, right? Yeah. These incredible people who have walked the halls and okay, some of them are, are dead now or are useless and, you know, for us, but. I wouldn't call RBG useless, Emilio. Right, no, exactly. you know what I meant for connections. Not obviously not. She's one of the we can't, greatest people in history in this country. We can't exploit them anymore. So now they're exactly, useless. exactly, right. exactly. No, but it's it's you know the network you can create. And look, I didn't meet every single person that was at Columbia when I was here. I don't know everybody very well, but I might know someone who knows someone. And along the way, no. that introduction can be made somewhere. And it's and and events in the future and just the wide reach of it is mm-hmm. is incredible. Um, and, and being in, in New York, I think also makes it incredibly unique where we're the center of a lot of things in the world, uh, you know, Wall Street and amongst other things. And I think that it, Columbia is just a very unique circle. And now getting this one in grad school with sports where it's more centered around sports and everyone here is, is that's what they're going into. I think is for me personally, it's great because that's what I want to go into. So these connections are fantastic, but it's just the, the network, my Columbia network keeps growing and, and I'm thankful for that. Cool. Ben, talk some smack with your classmates. Ben already does that with me. We had a marketing class together. Actually, Emilio was in that class too. And Ben would routinely talk smack to us during every single project. So I just want to say he does that fairly often. Uh, Only smack talking when it involved actual competition and voting on whose PowerPoint presentation was better, which I did not think was something that I would actually care about uh, until I got to this program. So that's great. Um, Just trying to trying to remind the voters that uh, that recency bias is a thing. Um, Mm -hmm. But anyways, smack wise, uh, let's get back to the point there. Um, You're new to this. Obviously, there's a there's a lot of churn. It's a relatively short program. We're not talking about four-year uh, four-year runs. We're talking about a year that you have. So, in that short period of time, you know, what are your goals? What are you looking to do? I know there's a little bit of a stigma around student organizations sometimes, where you know you're printing a T-shirt and you're holding pizza parties. This is graduate school. We talked about the importance of you know, the education that everybody's receiving here. Um, People are serious about what it is that they're doing and pursuing. So how do you strike that balance between kind of a lighthearted get to know people, but also giving them something that they can take away besides a slice of pizza? What are your goals? What are your plans? And what can we expect for the next year of your reign? However, before you guys mention, never, ever underestimate the value of swag. Oh, no. Well, that uh, was something I was just going to mention was we were giving out our T-shirts the last week of class, actually the day you got a flat tire, Joe. And it brought out so many people and just to see everybody's faces. um, I could tell people were smiling because of their eyes. You couldn't see their actual Mm -hmm. smiles because of their masks. Um, but to see people hand them a shirt and say, we're really happy to have you in this organization is so valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course, swag is one of the utmost important things and you can never have too much swag, uh, both 
in physical form and in ethereal form. Intellectuals. Yes, exactly. But in terms of what we want to accomplish, I think it's a, a two-pronged approach. First, with we want to provide our members with as much educational networking opportunities as possible. So we have panels coming up that are going to cover the Super Bowl. Um, in the past, the organization has done an Olympic panel, but we've also done events like a, a happy hour. Uh, we teamed up with uh, WSC and BSMU to do a winter social event at the end of the year, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and we're just looking to strike that balance of doing more of those kind of things in the future, because we see both of those as having equal value for students right now. Um, and we don't want to overload people with a lot of things either, because as Emilio mentioned earlier, Zoom fatigue is very real. So we want to make sure that we give people their space while also providing them with great networking opportunities and social events. Cool. Amelia? Yeah, no, just to, I mean, to add on to that, one of the, one of the first things we did was just basically send out a survey to everyone in SMAC and really in the program of what kind of events and what kind of people they wanted to, you know, hear from and to, to attend and, that to me was the best way because we got a sense, okay, they want to hear about maybe the Super Bowl, but not some other sports because whether it was something already done or there was just not interest. And, and so I think that, you know, we're, we're here for, for the students. We're here for the people. <laughs> so, you know, we, we want to make sure that every event that we put on that obviously we're proud of it, but that people want to come to and, and enjoy it. And whether it be something, you know, social like Carolyn mentioned, and those are great or something more, more formal, like a panel, like uh, what we have coming up. And, and that's, that's just the goal here at SMAC. Cool. Um, I don't want to bury the lead here, Carolyn. What does SMAC stand for? We didn't tell anybody at the beginning. I know. I realize that. And I keep having um, our phone conversation uh, playing in my mind. Uh, but SMAC stands for Sports Management Association at Columbia University. But it's actually SMAC-U, but that's okay. Yeah, we, we leave out the U because SMAC sounds better than SMAC-U. SMAC-U kind of sounds like a store brand pasta sauce. Cool. Well, yeah, that one kind of does. Die, but good for you. So, uh, Ben, you want to kind of wrap us up with any other thoughts? I mean, most importantly for everybody who's listening, getting to learn about you guys more than SMAC itself, although SMAC is very important, is the most valuable thing that comes out of this. And it's why we get involved, have been involved with this program for so long, because your stories are so unique. And the fact that you're all together is even more important to us. So, Ben, any kind of parting thoughts? Yeah, Carolyn and Emilio, uh, it's been great thus far. I think there's been a perfect balance of uh, social events and uh, more professional events. Um, so I, for one, and, and Taylor, who's producing the pod right now, so may, may stay off mic for now, um, just gave us the, the nod there. It's been great thus far, so keep up the good work. Uh, our, our final closing question that I might be stealing from Joe right now, but I just got to show him that I've been paying attention is how, how do you, how do you stay in the know? What, what is it that you're following? Um, you know, I know that your interests vary, uh, but how do you stay in the know? How do you get that information 
smack related or otherwise um i listen to a lot of podcasts that's how i mostly stay in though obviously the cusp pod um but i also like to vary my podcast so listening to um npr podcasts just to get my my news in the morning um one of my favorite podcasts is called doughboys which is a comedy and fast food podcast but also just a general we get to learn about comedians and laugh a little um i also really love the bechtel cast which is a uh media um kind of analysis podcast run by these two female comedians jamie loftus and caitlin durante and they go through movies and examine them from an intersectional feminist lens but i also subscribe to a lot of newsletters just to keep up on the industry so front office sports sbj uh sport techie i mean there are a million of them so just trying to stay on top of everything twitter is a great resource having notifications on your phone for cnn and all of those resources i mean that's how i unfortunately found out that hank aaron passed away today yeah. sorry i know we want this to be evergreen um Oh, Pitchfork for music, I guess, and Stereo Gum for music, because I, I also love music. So just making sure I'm aware of like new bands and new trends that way. I love the fact that you touch on so many different areas. And Amelia, before we get to you, Taylor notices, but I just put on my FC Schalke scar because obviously they, they just broke a ridiculously long matchless uh, losing streak last week. So we're sitting on my chair. I defer just get a little bit more soccer flavor in it since we've had Shaka come in and talk to our class for a couple, uh, over a couple of years. Emilio, how do you stay sharp on everything? Well, first, let me just say uh, the Shaka streak is all due to a 19-year-old American no one had heard of two weeks ago. Correct. Matthew Hoppy. Yep. He's had a quite a quite an impact. Uh, it's it's actually a really, really cool story. He, had that he, wasn't, he only played because another guy got hurt. Yep. And then the rest is history. But I actually have in the closet a Weston McKinney signed – kit believe it or not so when he was playing for shock or so yeah great player but, so how do you keep up to date yeah back to that yeah i mean some of the similar stuff that carolyn mentioned twitter i mean it's definitely the, the one that for me is the most whole bunch of different accounts from sports stuff like mls and espn and uefa to you know news sources cnn the new york times uh different things like that i also use some of my parents subscriptions for some of that stuff <laughs> I'm, I'm still living at home, so I might as well use them, right? That kind of thing. And The Economist, it's one of the best magazines out there. Um, and, and really a lot of it, also just the apps of some of these, you know, sources, The New York Times, CNN, NBC, all these kinds of things. And, and just a lot of alerts, you know, I'm in class or I'm walking on the streets, I'm going to just pop a you know, quick alert, you know, so-and-so has been transferred or the president's been impeached or, I don't know, someone died or whoever, you know, whatever the notification is. And usually... A lot of these sources report the same thing, so it'll be 15 pings of the same, same piece of news. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's you know usually say I unlike Carolyn, I'm not a not a huge podcast guy, um, just on the whole. But I, I definitely something I should get into more. I think we'll, we'll I will try that going forward. But yeah, cool. no, it's definitely Twitter and social media and and the usual kind of 2021 type of type of news stuff. Cool. Um. 
Ben, any kind of parting thoughts? We've gone everything from exploitation to smack. So I think we've covered a lot of different topics and getting to know some of our students. This has been great. We have uh, one charge to both of you. All right. It's not a charge uh, from a monetary sense, but you know, this is a great podcast. We hope that you've uh, enjoyed being on the podcast. Um, part of what we hope to do with Smack is to help uh, broadcast some of the stuff that you're doing, um, including who you are and what activities are going on. So my last question is, how do we follow Smack? How do we stay up to date on what Smack is doing? And secondly, um, spread the word, spread the love. Uh, it's the Columbia University Sports Podcast. We do great things here. Um, and for you and for our other classmates uh, and those who aren't even a part of Columbia, you know, this is a great resource. So um, we appreciate you coming onto the podcast and uh, talking about your time in the Columbia program, some of your time outside of the Columbia program, uh, and a little bit about some of the work that you're doing with uh, SMAC. So spread the good love, spread the word. Uh, and real quick before we go, how can we stay up to date on SMAC? Uh, mostly through emails, but also we uh, have a sign-up sheet for the club. And if you're a Columbia student, obviously, if you go on Engage, which is the Columbia platform where all of the clubs are, you can find us and click to be a member. And we'll alert you to that. Uh, Smack's also on all of the social media as well um so you can find us there too and i i think that's it or you can just reach out to us directly i'm pretty easy to find on the internet mm -hmm. and also obviously we've got a, a vast network of alumni colleagues supporters of our program uh, all interested in smack and also if you're not a columbia student maybe you want to be at some point or maybe you want to learn more i think just from listening to this uh, ben, Carolyn, and Emilio have a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of enthusiasm that can probably be shared well beyond our borders. So, so uh, Ben, thanks for co-hosting. Carolyn and Emilio, thanks for joining us once again. This has been yet another edition of the Columbia University Sports Podcast. Taylor DiBernardo is again producing for us with his Colorado Avalanche hat always on his head. We're very happy about that, uh, or at least he's very happy about that. This is Joe Favorito. For my co-host on this one, Ben Walsh, and for my overall co-host, Tom Richardson, see you down the road. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.